I want to preach a sermon tonight. I think it's, it's only 10 minutes, but I really think this is one of the biggest things that keeps Christians in the same place. Or if you really receive tonight, the Holy Spirit was ministering me today. This can be the biggest thing that elevates your relationship with Jesus. Um, it, so I'm married. Shout out to all the married people in the room. A few of us. Having sex like crazy, man. All the married people are having sex like crazy. Like crazy. It's fun. Get married. Um, I say that because, like, first date, dating, was um, so many butterflies. So many moments. But, like, now, uh, six years in, uh, I make two years married next Tuesday. It's crazy. And my boy Dale Murray is going to bring the word next Tuesday. By the way, y'all can't call him Dale Murray. He's officially, after last week, Pastor Dale Murray of New Birth Church. Can you stand up so people can really get a look at who you are? Pastor Dale Murray in the house, y'all. Pastor Dale Murray. Don't, don't, you better not start with my mans, y'all. Um, so, like, six years... Uh, we separated two years married. It's like now we really have to be intentional to get those butterflies again. It's not that I don't love her. It's just that I've, I've got to have, this is what tonight's all about. I've got to have this expectation. It's what makes the, the steak taste better, right? It's what makes the food you're about to eat taste so good because you're just in that expectation mode. You know what I mean? Like, you know when you go all, all shift without eating? And, like, you're already thinking of Chick-fil-A. You know what I'm saying? Like, you already got in your head, like, that Chipotle is about to slap. You're like, that five guys is about to be crazy. And you just drive into the spot and your mouth is watering up and your stomach. You're like, I didn't feel this way two minutes ago. But as I get closer, there's this expectation. Like, it's, and friends, listen, like, we really believe this as a leadership. It's no such thing as just another Tuesday night. Come on, we got expectation that God can do something. God can do the impossible. God can save people. God can turn someone's life around. Let me give you this real quick. Let me give you this real quick. Let me give you, I got five minutes. I'm probably going to pass this. Lord, take the wheel. Some of y'all probably doing worship. Let's be real. Some of y'all probably doing worship but like the, the whole time tonight. I'm not judging you. I'm saying some of you guys are like this. And that's cool. Like, that's fine. Keep coming. I promise you, you know, you start with the worship frisbees. You'll work your way up. But what you didn't know, I was looking out the room and in the middle of worship, someone tonight was like this, bawling their eyes out. How can you be in the same room and someone be so hot and someone else be so cold? Expectation. Why do we start our services with prayer? It's to fill up time so the late people can be, feel like they're more on time. No. Well, we, matter of fact, we should start moving prayer to the end of service and start worship. Y'all show up and I'm already preaching. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. We pray because we have this expectation. And we pray and we go, God, do something tonight. It's never just another Tuesday night. It's never just another Sunday. People's lives are being changed. People's lives are being healed. Expectation. You got to carry that with you, Christian. If you're not a Christian, you're exploring Christianity, welcome. We love you. Man, if you love Jesus, 
you've got to carry expectation with you that the God of the impossible can do the impossible. Carry that. Here's what I really believe. If you do not walk in expectation, you've got God in a small box. You've got him in a small box. I mean, two songs are going to be all right. I hope the third song slaps. 15 minutes in the sermon, I'm going to just, you know, like do it aloud. I hope the last five minutes hit. And it's like, wait a minute. No. God, I don't come to get at church. I come to give. You've got church all wrong when it's all about give me, give me. It's the, no, God, I came to give you glory. I came to lift your name. I came to bless your name. I came to sacrifice. I came to get a word and got out there in these streets. I'm going to give that word out. I expect something tonight. Can I see that basketball, Carlos, right next to you? Uh, AC, come on up. Go ahead, beam it to you, boy. I got hands. All right, what up? Um, here's my main point tonight. Anybody taking notes? It's my main point tonight. This is what everything's about. Got three minutes. Everything's about this. Expectation is the table where miracles are served. And the table of miracles, the only reason why a miracle comes to the table is because you've had expectation. Right? Ooh, good catch. Toss it back. Why is he able to catch that? Because he expects to catch it. But, but now you got to get ready because I'm, I'm going to throw a little harder. You ready? So, yeah, see, see his, his legs, no, 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 his legs opened up a little bit more. You saw that, right? And, and in basketball, we got we to bend your knees a little bit, put your arms out. You see that? You see that position? Do you see his position? He is positioned to receive something. Pastor, I just don't receive anymore. What's your position? I don't know what it is. I'm not being fed here. I'm not being fed here. Babies cry when they're not being fed. Are you positioned? Throw it back. Throw it to my right hand, all right? Because I could throw it anywhere. Throw it back. I could go to the right side. See that? I go to the left side. See that? I could, I could almost over his head. No. Because he's ready. Are you positioned in this position of expectation? Here's what's so funny. You know how many stuff God's tried to throw at you, but instead of looking like this, you look like this. Pastor, I'm not being fed here. Go turn back around. You're not expecting it. I won't beam it at you, bro. I promise. God's trying to give you a word on a Tuesday night change your life. I'm not gassing me up. I'm the vessel. Just another Tuesday. This worship set can change your life. Just another song. You're missing out on what God's trying to deliver. But man, you got to get, go ahead, give me position number one. You got to get into it. We say this in church a lot. You got to lean in. You really got to bend your knees. And you got to get ready because God's going to start throwing stuff. Look, come on. And this year, God's going to start throwing stuff in your life. God's going to start giving you. And are you positioned to, God, I want, I want that job. Are you in position to receive it? Because if you're not in position, it will ruin your life. God, I'm ready for this relationship. Are you in position to receive it? Because you're going to find a girl and then that girl's going to lead you out of the house of God. 
God, I'm, I'm in a position to receive. God, give me that car. And now you worship the car more than you worship God. And now you're not tithing anymore because you weren't ready to receive it. Thank you so much. Make some noise to my, my, my pro league basketball player. Get in position. Get in position. Matthew chapter 19, verses 25 and 26. Before we read this verse, I believe that some of your lives are going to be changed this Saturday forever. Some of you are going to come, some of you tonight are going to start a fast, uh, maybe a partial fast. I'm going to fast breakfast. I'm going to eat one meal a day. I'm going to fast social media. I'm going to fast uh, 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 fast food. I'm going to just do uh, like veggies. I'm going to do a Daniel fast. I'm, I'm gonna, I got to, because God is about to do something this Saturday. Like I got this expectation on me that I've got to get myself in position. I've got to move some things out because I want to catch what God wants to give. Because last time I checked, my God is the God of the impossible. And if I'm not ready to receive, it's because I've got him in a box. When the disciples heard this, Matthew chapter 19, verses 25 and 26. When the disciples heard this, they were, gent- they were greatly astonished and asked, who then can be saved? I want to give you a little bit of context. Jesus looks at a rich man and tells the rich man to do something crazy or follow him. The rich man turns around and he says, no, nah, I'm not going to follow you, Jesus. And Jesus said, it's really hard for rich people to get into heaven. It's really hard for a rich man to get into heaven. It's so hard for a rich man to get into heaven because the money becomes your God. And instead of asking God to supply, you're looking at your bank to give you peace. And instead of asking God to, anybody here tonight? And the disciples go, man, then who can be saved? And Jesus said, he looked at them, he said, with man, this is impossible to be saved. You can't buy your way to heaven. Oh, but with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. Give you that idea again, expectation is the table where miracles are served. Here's the truth about expectation. If you don't expect things from God, if you don't come to church with expectations, I promise you your trust in God is at the floor. Can I say it again for the people in the back? Who's in the back? If you do not have expectation, if that doesn't exist in your relationship with God, your trust in him is at the floor. Because if I trust you, I trust that you're not a liar. Thank you, Diana. God is not a man that he should lie. You guys remember that earlier in prayer. That's a Bible verse. Our God is not a man that he should lie. So when he says he can do the impossible, if I don't trust him, that makes sense why I don't have expectation. Anybody here tonight? So if your mom's in the hospital, or you just got the cancer report, or you just lost your job, or somebody's about to pass, or you find yourself in a situation where it's like, right now, the only thing that can do this is God. Here's my question. Do you actually expect God to do it? Because if you don't expect God to do it, that means you don't trust his words. That anything can happen. You guys here tonight? Think about it. I really believe. I want to talk about hospitals for a second. Some of us have more trust in pills and hospitals than we do in God. Think about the sin that some of us go to all the time. Like, I, I know we fall, we fall and stumble, but this is the difference when you fall and stumble than when you go back to the same sin. Huge difference. The Bible says a righteous man falls, but he gets back up. 
But what happens when the righteous man decides to stay down on Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays? There's a difference with habitual sin. Here's my question. I think you trust that more than you do God. Because God can be my pleasure. Can I get an amen? Because God can be my peace. Can I get an amen? Oh, Pastor, when I do that, I just get peace. I'm looking for peace. No, no, no. You're looking for God, but you don't trust that God will give it to you, so you turn into substances. It's all a game of trust. Do I actually have expectation that God can do something? Some of us have more, more, more confidence in a hospital. Oh, just get me to a doctor. Oh, just get me to a doctor. And, and you know, they do some, I know, like, placebos. Have you ever heard of that? Like, placebos, like, they give somebody fake pills. But just because it came from a doctor, their body subconsciously just orchestrates itself. Oh, I feel a lot better. It's like we gave you sugar pills. And I want to let you know the enemy is feeding so many young people in this generation sugar pills. It's not actually healing you. It's making you think that you're healed make you think that you're more relaxed now no 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 there's more anxiety that comes after that drink trying to escape no 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 I gotta trust God I've gotta trust God I gotta trust God because God can help me God can do the impossible my last verse here James chapter 1 verse 6 and 7 the one who doubts so when we talk about expectation I really believe this. Next point is that doubt extinguishes expectation. So when you have doubt, it's impossible to have expectation. James chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. The one who doubts is like a wave of the sea. You ever been to the beach before? You know how waves are just being tossed and turned and tossed and turned? I had like a near-death experience on vacation once by a bunch of scarred. The one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. So when people doubt, they're like waves just being tossed by storms and tossed by the wind and tossed by the sea. But I love verse 7. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Here's what's crazy. You need expectation for God to do something. But when you doubt, you can always expect God not to do something. Say it again. You need expectation because that's the table that God sets up miracles. You know that. When you, have that, when you walk into a Tuesday night, when you come to OmniConf on Saturday, all prayed up, all fasted up, and you say, God, you can do anything, that's an environment for God to do a miracle. But when you walk in with doubt, there's only one thing you can expect for God not to do anything. For God not to do anything. Doubt extinguishes expectation, but the reverse is true also. Expectation extinguishes If I, if I doubt, I won't receive. If I doubt, I won't receive. So here's the application tonight. Here's the application tonight. I don't really think it's that some of us really don't have any expectation. Um, because you're still coming on Tuesday nights. Can you make some noise for the people who come here faithfully every Tuesday? You, expect, you have expectation that things are going to get better, that God's going to do something. But I'm talking about radical expectation, that God could really turn 
the world upside down for you. That God could really move mountains. That this could be, starting tonight, could be the last time you watch a, a pornography video. That this could really be the night that something changes in you to not go back to those habitual sins. That this would be the, the moment, the time, the moment you look back on and say, that was the last day I, I cursed. That was the last day on this day. That was the last day that I gossiped about people. That was the last day that I went to sin. That was the last day. I, how many of you guys have radical expectation to believe that God can actually do that in your heart? Come on, who has expectation? Because this is my last point. It's not that you don't have it. Come on, you've got to raise your expectation. Because he can do possible things, but he really focuses on the impossible. God operates in the natural, oh, but he can also do the supernatural. He can do the supernatural. I remember growing up in church, uh, the prophet that came a couple weeks ago, he, he, he used me a part of something wild when I was a kid. He said, hey, come up here. God's giving you the gift of healing. And I was like, what? What? He's like, yeah, I pray for this lady. This lady, her, her mouth was, you know, she had no teeth. And it was like as if she got into the worst fight ever with like, um, like Mike Tyson. Thank you. Like, like she basically put her hands behind her back and said, Mike Tyson, go to work. The lady didn't have no teeth. And, and he said, pray for her mouth. Pray for her mouth. So I prayed for her mouth. I got to tell you, I had a little bit of doubt. I had a little bit of doubt, but I did also have some expectation. I was like, uh-oh, what's about to happen right here? Uh-oh. And then, like, I walk away. I was six years old. And as I look back, homegirl opened her mouth. She had a full set of pearly whites. I can't make this stuff up. And we were like, oh, my gosh. Uh, our first summer camp ever, we met in a little chapel. In the middle of the chapel, uh, uh, my, bro my brother was on platform, and they're the weight of the Holy Spirit in the room was just so crazy. It's something about conferences and camps that it gives you an, a, an excuse to just raise your expectation. And um, we didn't have any oil. It was our first event ever. Don't judge us. We didn't have any oil. Um, and out of nowhere, uh, my brother has, you know, they give you a cup of water at church to, for a speaker to sip. So he had his cup of water. He lifts it up. And no one knows what he's doing. He's just praying over the cup. And out of nowhere, he looks and he holds it up. He's like, the water has turned into oil. And he begins to run around the stage. And I'm on drums that night. And I'm like, I was the doubter right there. I was like, yo. Legit, I turned into doubting Thomas. Jesus resurrects. He shows up to the disciples. Thomas wasn't there to see him walk through a wall and present himself. Meaning that although God is not physically there, he's spiritually there. And if you're not in this room, you might miss him showing up. He shows up later. Doubting Thomas says, you're not Jesus. You're not the Christ. And he's like, yo, look at my holes. You know what, you know what Thomas does? He's Thomas the doubter. He goes, let me touch the holes in your hands. That was me that night. He said, let me, let me touch the cup. Put my head. First of all, it was, it was off white. I was like, that's not white, bro. Touched it, and it was just so, it's way too greasy to be water. And we began to anoint that night. My dad has stories, because, uh, you know, back in the day, all they had was expectation. They didn't have no lights or screens. They just showed up like, God is in the room tonight. Another situation, he went to another city, and they ran out of oil, and they began to pray. They began to pray. It's not that they didn't have it. They ran out. And as they were seeking God, the ushers started pointing to the walls. And as they looked on the walls, oil was dripping from every wall in the room. And they would touch it, and they would lay hands on the sick, and they'd be healed. 
and they'd be laying hands on those who, who struggled and they'd be set free. Here's my question. Why do I bring this up? Because the faith that activates in that miracle, when it comes to hearing, the faith can activate in the room. And listen, I don't know what's going to happen on Saturday. I know you need to register. But I, what I really know is that you need to raise your expectation. Because God can do something.